Hi everyone, welcome to Cards on the Table with me, Joe Larkin. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Lewis Dawson, uh, Level 3 referee, uh, Step 1 assistant referee and digital learning coordinator at the PGMOL. Lewis, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all good. Thanks for taking the time out to join us today. Um, so before we before we dive into your, you know, your role at the PGMOL, I think it's important that we get a bit of background into you as a referee. Um, so could you tell us a bit about your early days in refereeing and how it all started for you? Yeah, so I started refereeing in um, 2012 when I was 14. Um, wasn't going anywhere as a player, even though I enjoyed it. Um, I want to stay in the game and and kind of have an opportunity to to progress up a little bit, a little bit further than what I would have done as a player. So um, you know, I thought, why not? Why not give it a go? So went on the course and obviously age fourteen, and then um, that was uh, that was this. You know, I never looked back since really. Um, as soon as I hit sixteen, went for promotion um, and managed to get my level four. Uh, when I was when I was eighteen, so um, yeah, really good. So started refereeing when you're still at school. Um, how did you find that? I suppose you had a bit more money than all your mates at the time, which was one good thing. <laughs> yeah, it was better than uh, better than a paper round or working working in the back of a restaurant. That was for sure. Yeah. Uh, it it was strange actually because at the, at the time I was still playing. I didn't I didn't want to give that up because because that's what I enjoyed doing as well. So I was I was playing on a. On a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and, and refereeing Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, or you know wherever I could around around my plane really. Um, I suppose at the time I was I was the only person kind of at, at the school that I knew of that, that was refereeing as well. So it got roped into refereeing all the all the school football matches as as you'd expect. Um, so yeah, it was, and obviously you've got you've got that banter between between your friends, like you know referees. It's, it's that natural player referee banter, yeah. um, and that obviously te- that obviously carried on into school. So I, I never never kind of saw the back end that back end of that. So, um, but you know that kind of comes with it. It's you know it was all kind of friendly banter, and yeah. and that's what it was. So you found your friends coming in on a Monday morning asking you about that that penalty decision or that that red card, did you? Yeah. Yeah, as though I were the one who made the decision. Yeah, <laughs> you were the you were the Dermot Gallagher of your uh, secondary school. Yeah, I think every Monday morning, you know, in form time, we were working on <laughs> what we were supposed to be doing. We were just I was trying to maybe kind of make sense of what's happened. <laughs> so you you, you clearly uh, obviously found a love for refereeing, because um, you mentioned there you went for promotion at, at sixteen. Um, what was it that you you liked about refereeing in those early days of your career? I think it's you know you kind of when something happens, you're right there, kind of in the middle of it, and and you you can't you're you're in, you're in control of that match, aren't you? And I think that that feeling of kind of ownership, that responsibility that comes with it, um, but also you, you know, like I say, it gives you the opportunity to to progress into into better levels than what you would do playing. Um, and for me, even from a young age, I was fortunate enough to be involved in in some academy football, you know, refereeing some some academies at Bradford City um, and that kind of thing. So I think that that kind of taste of of what that professional outlook is, that, that really kind of drove me drove me on and and every every progression that I made, it was then a taste of the next level and, and that kind of thing. And I think that keep that keeps you going and think, you know, I want a bit of this, I want a bit of this. 
and and that pushes you to work hard and and move to the next level so that's that for me was was that kind of that pushing behind me saying you know you, you've got this keep going so level four 18 um you know i think the first thing people might think there is that you know it's quite a rapid rise to to the semi-professional ranks of football um and i know that summer you had an experience where you went out to dallas to referee as well so you're an 18 year old uh you know adult but you know still young um and you're getting immersed with all these fantastic opportunities how did you how did you find that sort of time yeah it was quite a lot at the time um i remember i yeah summer 2016 um i was well easter 2016 i fortunate enough to to go out to the dallas cup with the fa um with part of the national referee development group as it was then which is is now core um and and there was eight of us that were selected from from a big pool across the country so you know to be to find out that i was successful in that was you know that was that was a a privilege in itself um and then one, once we got out there it was we were joined up with the with the PGMOL group as well um so they had four representatives from their group and you were kind of really thrown into this this worldwide tournament and I think from my point of view I think I was the youngest in the group there um and the least experienced I was level six at the time um and, and everyone else were like level four level three I think there were a couple of level five so I think from my point of view I would I felt you know like, wow why am I here with with all of these kind of thing um but I think as well it, it was a it was a really big step for me because at that point, I was looking up to these these people who were in a position where I wanted to get to. So it was an opportunity for me to kind of prick the brains and and get some networking going and and really kind of beg, steal, and borrow some ideas from them. And and obviously watching watching the guys as well refereeing in, in the in the various games out there with the coaches that we had. Um, it was just a lot of information, just trying to absorb that through the two weeks that we were there. Um, but I think from a from a personal point of view as well, I think when I came back from back from Dallas, I felt a lot more mature as a person as well, you know, from a, from a football point of view. Um, so I think, you know, as, as well as the skills that I learned, I think my maturity like doubled when I came back from there. So, which, which helped because that summer when we came back, I think maybe two months after we, we found, well, I found out that I'd been promoted to level four as well. So I think that was a really kind of good springboard for me to gain all that that experience, that maturity to then, to then take into my next season as a, as a new level four. So do you think that experience, yeah, like you said there, that experience really helped you and, you know, find your feet at a new level of football? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, going back to the Dallas Cup, the, you know, you, you're there with professional academies from, you know, all the way up to the under-21s, I think it goes up to. So, um, you know, you've got from from England, I think we had representatives from, from Man United, Everton, um, I think Chelsea were there, um, and you and you know you've got Barcelona and loads of academies there from a professional background. Um, so I think the way that they play is completely different, and it and it kind of provides you with that ability to adapt to different styles of football. So going from level six to level four back in England, I think that ability to adapt and and kind of change the way that you referee for that higher level of football, I think that was massive. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right there. And I think it, you know, it's clearly helped you because you two years at level four, um, nice email comes through level three. Um, yeah. so you know, uh clearly 
you've progressed even you know even faster than you probably imagined at the time um did you find that much of a step up from level four to level three yeah massive to be honest with you yeah yeah massive and i think obviously as a level four you you know you're running the line you're assistant for for level threes and for me personally when i was on the line i was thinking i, I can referee this and then that year when i got my level three and i was in the middle i was like wow you know it's it's completely once you get into the middle of them them games it's completely different um and again you you know you in that semi professional football and and you know some of these have been professionals before and they've now stepped back into semi professionals so that that kind of mentality of, of the of the players is much higher as well um yeah that was a, that i think so far that's probably been my biggest step in in terms of my career as, as a referee that was that was huge um, but again, it's all part of that, that learning curve and those games which might not go so well at the time, you, you know, you look back and you reflect on them and, and that's where your learning comes, that's where your development comes from. Um, so I think as big of a step it is, I'm glad that I did it the way I did it with, you know, going six to four. I know that some people don't agree with the with the double jump and I can see that side of it as well because it's a massive step from from five to four, let alone six to four. So that extra year would probably be a really good help, but I'm glad I did it the way I did because for me personally, I, I'd rather throw myself into them situations, them kind of really difficult situations because I feel that that's where I get the most learning out, out of that. So, um, but yeah, it was tough. So, yeah, I've always thought that around that sort of, you know, level three, maybe even 2B, um, because you're sort of in the middle of the, the pyramid there, aren't you, as a referee and as, and as a player. Um, so, You've got the referees and the players who are coming from the bottom up. Maybe they've been released from an academy or whatever it may be. And then you've got the the older heads who have maybe dropped down a few standards because of family or their legs or their fitness. And, you know, it's almost like a perfect storm. So I guess that's quite a big challenge, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And and like I said, you well, you you know, you've said it there. You've got that blend of people wanting to come through and, and go higher and those that have been up, that, up at that level and now coming back down trying to settle. Um, and I think, like you say, it's that perfect storm because you've got that that good balance of the experience on the field and those that are trying to learn from them. You know, as, as, just like we do when if we're assisting for for a higher level referee, it's you know it's a similar kind of situation. But I think what makes it difficult is you've got that kind of fire fueled motivation from those trying to get to the next level from a playing point of view. Um, but you've then got them experienced heads which know how to, I won't say manipulate, but they know how to kind of try it on with the with the with the officials, and they're a bit more cute in the way that they they deal with things. So you've you've got to try and quickly adapt and and learn your players, learn your clubs, and understand how they try and play, and and obviously not be not be phased by any kind of actions that they try on with you, and and you know just stand your ground and and stand tall above the others and trust your own decisions basically. So you've mentioned a few times there around, you know, being an assistant and how you watch the referee and, you know, sometimes think, yeah, I could probably referee this. Um, but, you know, you've obviously moved on as, as an assistant too, to being a uh, step one assistant referee, which for those who don't know, means you are an assistant on National League. Uh, is it PL2 um, as well? So, you know, really good standard of football now. Um, you know, a lot of professional teams uh, in the National League now. How did you, how have you found that so far? Really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, 
you know, again, I mean, touched on earlier about having that kind of that flavour, that taste of what the next level is, and the step up to to national league premier was for me that that was my main focus of my first year as a as a level three referee. Um, I didn't as much as you like to. I didn't expect to get promoted to to two B, and and if I'm being honest, nor did I want to because I'd rather gain a bit more experience first. Um, but so my main target in my first year as level three was, you know, get that get that promotion on the line. Um, so when when I achieved that, that was obviously, you know, I was buzzing really. Um, and yeah, it's I think I think the benefit of it is because we're because we're fortunate enough to be con, to be to be in communication over the over the comms. Um, I think you learn a lot more than than what you would do if if you weren't because you can hear how they're communi- how the referees are communicating with the players. Um, and, and, you know, if, for me, if I, if I were then to go down the refereeing pathway, uh, next season, when I, when I decide, um, I can take that, you know, I can take what I've learned from hearing that communication, um, into my own game as well. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest benefit of, of operating at that level. And, you know, like you say, you, you're in the professional, it is considered the professional game now. Um, I think, I'm not sure how many teams are professional in national league now, but it's, you know, it's. Every every year, there seems to be more teams taking that taking that step to being fully professional, um, and it's completely different mentality then because that's their job. You know, it's not it's not a part time job that you know that's that's their full time job that pays their mortgages that pays their bills. So, you know, you've got that different level of mentality as well to deal with, um, and I, I, you know, it's all experience and it's all it's all learning curves that you can take back and and reflect on and and move forward to the next game with. So you mentioned there around the use of comms, and obviously this is the first level in the refereeing pyramid where communications kits are used. Um, for the for the people listening and watching, is there anything that maybe surprised you when you started using them, or you were like, oh wow, that's really helpful? Or is there anything you know people might not know about when you use communications kits? Um, I wouldn't say anything surprised me, um, mainly because when when you promote to uh, level three. Um, Part of part of your role is you, you can be appointed as a fourth official to national league yeah. game. So on the level three, um, the new level three conference, they they go through you know how to use comms and and what terminology to use and everything like that. So uh, because we'd had that kind of insight before the season started, it didn't nothing really surprised me. Um, but I think in terms of what people might might not understand about the comms is there's a lot of decisions that are made over the comms before before the decision made on the field if that makes sense and what 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 you might see if you go and watch a game you might think oh I was I was a referee given that or you know what have they seen there when in actual fact the referee might not be the one that's that's actually seen the incident it might be the assistant it might be the fourth official so I think that was kind of um, the biggest surprise if you like for me was how how involved the other officials are than what than what perception is when you're watching it, um, you know. Even when I watch a game now, that when they come up, uh, your initial thoughts is, oh, you know, how how have they seen that? But then once you actually think about it, they might not have done it. it might be a team effort, and you know, you've got you've constantly got that that feeding. You know, you're feeding information to the referee. You're feeding information to the assistants. Both assistants work together for offsides um, in terms of when the ball's played. Um, Fourth official gets involved in and around that that third penalty area, if you like, but also on on other decisions in terms of 
particularly with offsides, if, if a defender's played it and we've got the, the active assistant that said waiting on number nine, defender plays it and fourth official might, might come in and say, defender, defender, defender. So it's a constant team team yeah. effort and you're all helping each other out. It's not just, um, you know, you're not just having a, having a chat about what you're going to have for tea that night. It's, it's all, you know, it's all constructive and it's all a team effort. And I think that's probably what a lot of people don't understand if, if you're not involved in that. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, maybe if you were given, an, if, you, if there was a tight offside um, and, you know, potential on-off decision, can you maybe summarise what you might be saying to the referee as that, as that move is taking play? Yeah, so as the, as the ball's played forward, if, if I'm thinking there's a player in offside position, I'll be feeding it through, waiting on number nine, waiting on red boots if I can't see the number. Uh, something yeah. to indicate to the referee who I'm waiting on or um, waiting on, on the, the guy in the centre. Um, and that gives the referee that information because ultimately it's a team decision. So if I, if I raise the flag and it's a case where actually that player doesn't impact the, impact the opponent or get involved in play, um, that goes down as an incorrect offside for, for, for both myself and the referee because it's team effort. So we work together, we, like I say, we're constantly communicating. I'll, so I'll be saying, waiting on number nine. If if that player then impacts or or plays the ball, it'll be it'll come back from the referee saying impact, and then I'll raise the flag, um, or vice versa. No impact, keep it down, keep it down, or wait, wait, wait. Um, you know, so it's it's constantly like that. Um, and then you, you've got the issues where are they in the line of vision with the with the goalkeeper and. You know, and so then I'll be communicating. And if it's a set piece, for example, from a free kick, and there's a uh, number nine is hanging off in and hanging around in an offside position before the ball's played, before the ball's played, I'll communicate that to to the referee before the ball's played. I'm waiting on number nine. That then gives them the opportunity to to have a word with the player and say, look, you know, you're in offside position, and, and try and manage it before it becomes an issue. Um, so we're, we're very proactive, and and obviously the comms give you the the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting insight. And uh, I spoke to Stuart Carrington last week and we spoke about, the, you know, the, the concept of this idea of referees bottling it or, you know, shying away from decisions. And I think I think that clearly shows that that it's that professional and that focus that that, that would never, ever, ever come into the mindset of any decision because it's just whether, can we get this right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I say, when, because, because you can't build up, you feel like you're just in this bubble and... You don't. You're not really aware of what's going on outside of the field of play because you're in this bubble and, and you just focus. You're in that zone, and and you know it, when in a case of getting the decision right, if if one of us is about to make a, a decision, for example, if the referee is about to caution someone and it's it's a red card, or you know, as an example, it might be that one of the assistants or the fourth officials coming in and saying, no, no, it. You know, this has happened, you know, so I'm thinking it's it's a red or something like that. And you have that you have that discussion. Um, you know, so it's not just each person making their own decision isolate in isolation. It's yeah. a, it's you know, it's that kind of the mechanics of how it works is a bit more complicated than than what it might appear. So moving away from your role as an active match official, you you balance your role with uh, another role at the PGMOL as a digital learning coordinator. Um, so you started that in November. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on the position. 
Um, but, but second of all, could you maybe tell us a bit more about what that entails? Yeah, so we've, um, within the PGMOL, we've got um, an online learning platform, an LMS. And basically what that is, is it's an area where we've got numerous online learning modules across various topics. So it might be that a recent example would be uh, the change in the offside interpretation of um, of impacting an opponent, you know, after the after the defenders played it. Um, so when when that new guidance was announced, um, we we developed a learning module, and you know, especially in these times, even in normal times, it, it would be impossible to get everybody in for a first first training session within that week. So this learning platform platform gives us that, that ability to provide the the ongoing learning opportunities and, and development uh, from you know remotely so um so basically everyone who's with, involved with the PGMOL from staff to to match officials they've all got an account on this and um you know like I say it's the online learning modules like you would get um if for example on open university on the if you do an online course on there, it's a very similar concept in terms of that. So, um, so my role as digital learning coordinator is basically to to work with the coaches, uh, work with the coaching team, work with the staff, and provide this the online content uh, for for the various groups of match officials. So you'll be the one hoping that there's not 150 law changes this summer or anything like that, because that'll that'll give you a busy few months, won't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be busy anyway, you know, with yeah. with the uncertainties around face-to-face -face sessions. But yeah, so any any time there's something like that, then it, like, as an example, like when the offside, the change in the offside interpretation was was announced, I you know I knew that that I would uh, I'd have to produce something for that. So obviously, you started this role uh, at a strange time, uh, UK lockdown. Uh, obviously, ever since you started, really. Um, how have you found that, you know, guys, you working from home the whole time, not meeting your colleagues? It must be strange. Yeah, it's really strange. And, you know, normally when you start a new start a new job, you, part of your induction week is, you know, learn, you know, meeting people face to face and getting to know, getting to know who you're working with. And it, it was strange because everything was done via Teams. Um, and it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'd like to think I'm fairly good at, building relationships with people and and quite personable but it, it you know it's it's different when you introduce to someone virtually as to as opposed to meeting them face to face so you know that's been weird i think to be fair that every every member of staff that that i've come across so far they've been really welcoming and you know i think the the general kind of feeling within within the organization is is positive and everyone's looking to move forward and and kind of develop that extra little bit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been strange. And, you know, I don't know how long it will be until I get to meet them in person, but um, but it's been really positive as well. It's, you know, it's been a really good good first few months. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that, that I was given the opportunity as well, because, you know, it's, um, it's kind of what, what we all, want to do you know we, we all enjoy refereeing so for me i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm immersing it 24 7 really and you know i'm working it and then when i'm not working i'll be training when i'm not training i've got a match so, um you know it's it's probably the best the best role that i could have that i could have wished for 
So there's, there's definitely no excuse for you not to be getting full marks on the online learning modules as well. <laughs> well, I, I, should, I should be, yeah, I should get full yeah. marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Lewis, it's been it's been great to chat about your your refereeing and uh, your new role in the PGMOL. And, uh, you know, wish you best of luck for the rest of the season for any games you, you've got left. And uh, obviously the best of luck as uh, you continue your new role and hopefully, hopefully get to meet some some of your colleagues eventually. Yeah, well, I've been promised a visit to the offices when they are reopened. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs>